When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. All right. It is Friday, hour number three. One more hour, and then Zay is on his honeymoon. See if I can get any attention out of him for this last hour. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He was at least focused enough to pick this beat out for us, and that's all we can ask for. What do you got, Zay? Bun and Pimp. UGK. Wood Wheel. Mm. Classic. It's a great beat. Oh, Look, got a little crunch to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely funky. Very nice. Very nice. Nothing wrong with the UGK beat to get your weekend started. Lots of stuff going on this weekend. Of course, you've got the College World Series final now set. Man, Wake Forest couldn't quite finish the deal. LSU with a walk-off in the 11th. What an epic game that was last night. Pitchers duel all the way. Incredible plays throughout defensively. And then Tommy White, they call him Tanks, takes it out on the first pitch he sees in the 11th. Two-run bomb ends it. Championship game is uh, tomorrow at 6 o'clock. LSU in Florida. I heard Ty Harrington on with Craig today make a great point. If you're a Texas fan and you love your Texas baseball, hey, tune into this thing this weekend because this is obviously two SEC dogs going at it for all the marbles. Yeah. So this is obviously that's a, a couple programs you're going to be dealing with coming up in the future when the SEC baseball uh, scheduling gets even better and even wilder yeah. at adding Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, Tennessee, they got knocked out, but they are in Omaha. It's thick in the yeah. SEC. Vanderbilt. I mean, there's just Ooh. so many good baseball teams going to be in that conference. Mississippi State won it a couple years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Mississippi. Ole Miss won it last year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ole Miss out of nowhere won it last year. Uh, that was incredible. And beat Oklahoma. Those two teams got to the championship uh, round last year, if I'm remembering correctly. We've also hit some NBA draft. Wimbenyama's a spur. Missed Mr. Thompson, that would be Amen Thompson, is a rocket. His brother went to Detroit. Mavericks made a move and uh, got themselves the Duke product, Derek Lively the second. We'll talk more about that coming up. But right now, let's get to some more Longhorn stuff. Huge weekend coming up and a nice commit on a Thursday to talk about as well. Uh, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. We do it every Friday about this time with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. Ketch, how are you? I'm good. I've got some honeymoon advice for Zay. I figured you would. (laughs) Shoot, catch. I need that, man. (laughs) Don't work on your vacation. Uh, Your wife will either remind you all the way through your marriage or all the way through your pending divorce. (laughs) I can remember in 2010, I got married, I guess, the weekend before the NFL draft, and it was the Colt McCoy... Tim Tebow, Sam Bradford draft. And I'm just too addicted to work. And so we were on a beach in Jamaica. Like my wife is half naked. 
And I'm like, I'll be out of the hotel room and like, just give me an hour. I got it. We're waiting for Colt to get drafted. And if you can believe it, it's been 13 years and it still gets brought up. I was at this time, Ketch and I had known each other, what, about two years or so. I asked him about it. I knew how much he loved the draft. I was trying to, as nice as I could, to say, hey, wouldn't you want to move that to a different uh-huh. time? And, of course, Ketch, having never lost an argument, was like, no, man, I, I know what I'm I, I can understand. No, no, I, I can't completely disconnect. It's okay. It's going to be fine. And then he gets back, and the look on his face was just priceless and sad at the same time because I realized then, Ketch, that you kind of knew, and it sounds like time has only told you since then. Yeah, but I don't regret it. I mean, <laughs> of course you don't. I mean, you know, I'm still married. Right. Now that's true. There let's, we go. Let's point that out. Still it married. Out. Still married with the twins. Life is good. Yeah, that, I, that is fantastic. And I feel like we've made it through that first five year thing, right? I don't. I don't know. It's the honeymoon ends, and then it's crisis time and marriages. And if you can get through that certain period of time, you usually stay married forever. Uh, I think I might have done that, but yeah, I, the first week. You know, my wife remembers my honeymoon for me working and for me catching my eyebrows on fire during mm. like one of those flammable drinks. I didn't do so well with those. Wow, that is that is not a good way. Don't do that either, Zay. Do not yeah, set I'm, yourself on fire. That's another good piece yeah, of advice. I, I, I'm good. Like I, I hear you catch. Like yeah. I thought I was smart with the uh, draft being yesterday and the NBA finals done. I thought this was good time for me to go on vacation so I don't got to worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. Look at my phone. I'm good. Yeah, it's good timing. Good timing on your part. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, give it, obviously, we'll get to the, the, the weekend of recruiting that's coming up, but I wanted to get your thoughts on Christian Clark, this running back out of Arizona. I watched a little film on him today. If I was a Longhorn fan, I'd be pretty excited about a guy like that. Uh, your eyes are far more trained on this stuff, though, than I am. So you tell me about him. What do you see? Um, how special is he? How excited should a Longhorn fan be if he ends up at Texas? He's one of my favorite guys. He's my favorite guy that they have committed so far. If he were a state of Texas prospect, for me, I like him more than all of the services. Rivals has him ranked the highest at 154 in the country. Uh, I, th- I like him even more than that. You know, Texas is bringing in a running back this weekend that, quite frankly, they're I think expecting to have in the commitment class Jarrett Gibson from IMG Academy, who's ranked as a national top 70 guy by almost everybody. Mm. I would flip-flop those rankings for both those players. I think Christian Clark is a high school version of Bijan and Terrell Davis kind of mixed together. Ooh, that's I like a lot. Yeah. Let me tell you what I like about Christian Clark. He's, first of all, he's built like a guy who's going to be a grown man and not one of these smaller running backs. And, look, I'm a big fan of Caden Durham, the kid out of Duncanville. I think he's a five-star guy. But if somebody wanted to tell me he's too small, even if he runs a 10 5 I, I, I can at least understand where they're coming from. You kind of want your running backs to be men, if at all possible. I think Christian Clark is that. I think the thing that – you'll see some Bijan qualities in him. But I, what I like the most about Clark is that when he makes – from the moment he makes his V cut on any given play and he bursts out of it, I think he's elite. I think there's an elite burst out of his breaks that has a chance to make him a, an exceptional college running back. 
And then he gets north south real fast. Typically, guys, uh, and this was a critique I had of CJ Baxter a year ago. When guys are the fastest guys on the field, they oftentimes break it to the outside because they trust their speed that much. What I like about Clark is that he doesn't, even when he gets into the open field, he's north south, straight to the end zone. He's not a guy that's trying to break it to the outside. Um, he runs with a hard downhill lean. He's the kind of guy that's always going to get an extra one or two yards. He's got a little bit of that, you know, I feel like I'm throwing a bunch of names. I really like Christian Clark. He's got that Cedric Benson thing, though, that he can turn a three-yard run into a five-yard run because of how hard he's working at the end of his runs. There's just a lot of things. In my mind, you can close your eyes and in two years see C.J. Baxter and Christian Clark as one of the best one-two punches in the country. Got you. Yeah, definitely Longhorn fans have a lot to look forward to with the running back room. How about this weekend catch? You know, it's definitely headlined by Colin Simmons, the Ed Rusher out of Duncanville, and also Kobe Black, the five-star cornerback. Both of those guys will be in town. How important is this weekend for this coaching staff? You know, weirdly, you didn't mention Micah Hudson, but let's just throw that out there real quick. Five-star wide receiver ends up not taking an official visit this weekend. In a way, maybe that's a good thing because I really think Texas wants to put a lot of eggs in this this visit weekend for Colin Simmons. They need to make a, a real impact. You know, it's funny. Six months ago, you might have said this had the makings of an LSU Texas battle, and then he visits USC and he visits all he hits all the schools. He's done his due diligence. Uh, I feel like he has an idea of what's out there across the country. And here we are in June, and it still feels like an LSU-Texas battle. So this moment, I don't think it's the last time, because Colin Simmons is expected to take this recruitment potentially to signing day. So this probably won't be the last time that he's on campus. But in the event that he decides he wants to make a decision, and this actually is the last time he visits Texas before he makes a decision, you really want to, I think, just show him everything that you can. And I'll let you in uh, like behind the curtain a little bit. You know, uh, there have been guys in this particular recruiting class that have, uh, you know, told reporters, you know, I really hate it. This, this other recruiter, this, some have, in fact, one recruit that we spoke to behind the scenes called it the arch Manning treatment. Nope. And they felt like they didn't get the arch Manning treatment. Well, <laughs> When you have a bunch of guys on campus, it's hard to have them all on, like, golf carts, and some guys got to walk. And mm. Colin Simmons is not going to be <laughs> walking this weekend. So I think, you know, I don't want to say you can only have so many five-stars on campus at once, but in reality, maybe that's true because some of these guys are divas. Some of these guys want to feel like they're the most important guy in the room. Um, you could make a case that if Micah Hudson and, and Colin Simmons, you've got on campus at the same time, you've got a couple of guys that you want to give that amount of attention to. Um, Colin Simmons is probably the most important player in this class. He's currently my number one guy in the state of Texas, in part for positional value. I mean, you know, if you hit, if this guy hits, he's Vaughn Miller, Brian Arakpo, Lady on Chase on, like. He's in freak mode, potentially. And, and you don't get that many guys, right? I mean, Von Miller, that's half a generation ago if you're an A&M fan. And it doesn't lessen, like, how cool it was to have that guy on campus, but they don't come around all the time. And so, and, and look, I just threw the Brian Arakpo thing out there. 
it's been a while since the Longhorns have had their version of that guy. So, yeah. sorry, I've got an incoming call, and I was like, did I drop? What's happening here? <laughs> uh, so, Colin Simmons is really important. This visit is really important. Um, and I think, you know, if he's, he's the guy to talk about. Zay mentions Kobe Black, a borderline five-star-ish cornerback, another really important player in this weekend group that's coming in. He's, I think most people think, He's going to end up at Texas. Uh, he's teammates of Jelani McDonald, the kid who signed with the Longhorns towards the end of last year's recruiting class. That helps. Uh, but the Longhorns, you know, he's taken official visits to Oklahoma and Ohio State, but it doesn't feel like those visits, at least on the surface, have impacted the, the betting odds on whether or not he ends up at Texas. I don't know when he commits, uh, but Texas is in really good position with where it is. And I think, you know, what, what, what's fascinating is it's so many of the best prospects this weekend are DBs. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of daytime DBs. There's Kobe Black, Wardell Mack, Selman Bridges, Jordan Johnson, Rebel, Corey and Gibson, Terry Busey, or Bussy. You'd like to get all those guys. I mean, honestly, you wouldn't turn any of those guys down. It's not quite action-packed everywhere else, but it's one of the best recruiting weekends. And some people might even – dive into the hyperbole a little bit and say it's the best ever. I don't know that I would go that far. It's really, 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 really good. Uh, and if Texas can have the success this weekend that it had a weekend ago, um, they'll be tickle pink. Strange uh, last question from me, Catch, in terms of recruiting, but I started wondering this, and you're the perfect person to answer. Um, you and I were doing a show in like 06, 08 era, right around the time Twitter started, and now there's more social media obviously out there and Instagram and TikTok and all that. When did we go to the recruit gets dressed up in the stuff, takes the picture, and sends the picture out? When did that start? How long has that been going on? Like everywhere. Probably like five, six years ago. Okay. That's about what you I would have guessed. Mean, as Insta has, I think, replaced – Twitter and look, TikTok has replaced Insta in a lot of in a lot of ways. Uh, as we kind of went from Twitter's not as cool, so maybe like 2016 ish. Okay, you you started to see guys that it it shows up everywhere. It used to be kind of an Instagram thing more than anything else, but now it's all the socials. And God, I don't want to say we're creeping up on a decade of it, but it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Now I will say this. Think back to like 2015, Kyler Murray takes his official visit to Texas. Remember, that gets out because he tweeted a picture of him on campus. Right. That Had that not happened, the whole thing would have unfolded quite differently. Now, that wasn't him doing the poses and the uniform and all of that stuff, but that was, you know, I would say 2012, 2013 is when social media started to come into play, and then probably... 2016-ish is when suddenly it was about who can create the coolest photo opportunities. And it actually matters a lot on these visits. I mean, you'd be surprised how many recruits will come back and say, oh, my God, you should have seen the crappy setup that they had. Like, that wasn't cool. Texas has been guilty of it in the past. Not hmm. all of the guys were always fans of the black curtain with, like, the bull in front of it. Like, they, they, they want as cool as humanly possible. That's a very subjective thing, but it's turned into actually a, you have to knock that part out of the park 
because every kid wants to engage in it. Yeah. And that didn't used to be that way, obviously. Right. That's wild. Catch, last one for me. You mentioned Micah Hudson and him not taking his visit to Texas this weekend and how that might be a blessing in disguise with all the talent that they have. But still, some people are wondering, the Lake Belton five-star wide receiver, him not being on campus is still a little weird. Can you give us any more detail on why he won't be at the 40 this weekend? I'm not going to call the kid a liar. I mean, I'm not even remotely close, right? But his reasoning is that he's at the state seven-on-seven tournament today and doesn't want his visit to Texas to be a distraction. So that's why he's not taking the official visit. And yet his teammate, Selman Bridges, same high school, same seven-on-seven tournament this weekend, will be on campus for his official visit. I don't know that that's the real reason. Look. When he visited Texas last Friday, I didn't bring this up a lot on Friday, uh, in part because you were the only guys that I tried to – I was on vacation last Friday and still did the radio spot because I love you guys. Oh, that's that's love. Don't make me but cry. That's love, Do not catch. make me cry, Catch, please. Chad's the only guy that like I won't just ghost in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> I feel honored now. You should. And, uh, but when it happened – I had a negative thought, and I didn't – people were excited. The five-star guy, is coming in next weekend, and he's coming in this weekend, and that, that must mean that Texas is in great shape because why would he come in on a Friday right before his official visit? Turns out he's just on his way to the airport to Lubbock, and he stopped by for Texas, and my spidey senses told me, oh, crap, that guy's not making it to his official visit next weekend, and this abbreviated unofficial visit will serve as the – official last visit he makes before he commits to Texas Tech. This kid's going to commit to Texas Tech. I think it happens in the next week. I think once that happens, a lot of what's happened in the last 10 days will make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Uh, The good news is he's not in a mental place to visit Texas right now. He's leaning very heavily to Tech. I, I would call him a silent commitment if you believe such things can occur. Like I said, I believe he will commit in the next week. Um, so if you're Texas, what you'd rather do is have that official visit in your hip pocket for in a few months, if you can knock down some of the walls of why he's chosen Texas tech and you can get him like Anthony Hill a year ago, Kelvin Banks two years ago, or Colton Vasek a year ago, Texas has experience with these really important prospects who commit to a school in the summer, and then they've been able to flip them later in the year. If that's your best case with Micah Hudson, and it is right now the best-case scenario for Texas, is you flip him from this pending tech commitment later in the year, having that official visit for when that moment is possibly needed is much better than getting him to come down this weekend with kind of a negative vibe, maybe not completely listening to all of your sales pitches. So I can – I'm not, you know, I don't need to try to do the moral victory thing very often. In this case, it's probably best for Texas that it didn't happen now, although there's no guarantee that he's going to become lukewarm or, or that his commitment to Tech will lessen any in the next six months or so. But Texas is, Texas, I think, position on this is we've been to this rodeo before several times. We know how to handle the ride, and we'll be okay. 
And I think that that's the way they're looking at it. So I don't think the Michael Hudson commitment is done by any stretch of the imagination. Although this time next Friday, when we do this spot, it may be in the wake of him committing to Texas Tech. In advance, it would be the single biggest recruiting victory in the history of the Texas Tech football program. Uh, so when it happens in advance, kudos to Joey McGuire and that entire staff. It should not be taken likely that um, either the number one or number two prospect in the state could end up at Texas Tech. Something like that hasn't remotely happened since 1997 when they signed Dominic Rhodes, who ended up being a pretty hellacious NFL running back, even if he didn't have any kind of college career of note. Uh, and they got John Norman, a kid out of West Texas, back in the day when kids were coming out of West Texas and were big deals in recruiting. Um, 26 years since they've – and this supersedes that. So it's a really big deal, uh, but Texas won't be done with Micah Hudson. And he told our Jason Sukumel literally two hours ago in College Station at the state seven-on-seven tournament that he will visit Texas again at some point. Um, maybe he's just saying that right now because he hasn't committed yet. I don't know. A lot is going to, we're going to have some ups and downs in that recruitment. But what he said earlier today is that he will visit Texas again before signing day. All right. There you have it. Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GK Catch on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Catch, always appreciate the time, brother. Have a great weekend. Stay cool. And Zay, one last thing honeymoon advice. Do it a lot. The older you get, the less it becomes rampant. So no work. Don't set yourself on fire. And get you some. And we'll talk to you on Friday. Or, or maybe not. I don't know. You'll be on, on honeymoon. We will talk yeah. to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we will talk next week, Catch. But Zay, Zay will be hopefully heeding your advice when we're talking next Friday. Thanks, man. Amen, Thanks, brothers. Talk to you all soon. <laughs> What a guy. That's fantastic. Fantastic. I will never forget when he went on. I couldn't believe they scheduled that honeymoon around the NFL draft. That's tough. I'm like, Catch, you love the NFL draft more than anybody I've ever met. What are you doing? Yo, I can never do that. He just ducked and did it. I like, was like, okay. Like, you knew when our wedding was. Like, yeah, our wedding was literally the day the Cowboys played San yeah. Fran in 2001. Yeah, that's tough enough. It was tough enough. So, yeah. I'm, I was showing up next week. Like, I was there. I was like, yeah. we ain't taking the honeymoon anytime soon. Let's wait till the summer. We were still a little nervous right. with COVID and everything going on. So we took another year off, and now we're here. Yeah. No, that's that. I, and I definitely respect that. And it's, it's like it's different for everybody. Sometimes the honeymoon needs to be immediate, and it can be, but sometimes there's reasons why, you know, yeah. you got to wait a little bit. So uh, it's very cool you guys are getting to do that next week. And you get great advice from Jeff Ketchum. So there you go. All right. Uh, coming up, why today matters. I want Zay's thoughts on what the Mavs did last night. Plus, we'll hit you with some birthdays. Got some big sports birthdays, including a Longhorn great with a birthday, a TCU legend with a birthday and a guy that's connected to two plays that I know you know out of the NFL. He was involved in both and he's got a birthday today as well. We'll hit all that coming up on the horn. Yo, what's up? Chad and Zay. Yo, not, man, just cool and kick back in the studio with DJ Scratch, my man Frank B. Reminiscing about how we was trying to shop our demo and everybody was dishing, you know what I'm saying? Yo, P, tell him what's up, man. We was cooling in my car one day, you see. 
clock and a double nickel on the LIE. When it dawned on us that it was 10 o'clock, turn on the Tuesday head. All right, first off, did anybody else think that was Vogue by Madonna when it started? Right at the beginning, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, Zay, do I have any shot at this? Zero. All right, I'm going to feel dumb if I don't guess it because it's just the first thing that popped in my head. I don't think it's this, but PM Dawn? No. I don't know why that popped in my head. Who is that? You don't remember PM Dawn? I do not. Wow. What was his hit? Wasn't PM Dawn? I think it was a group. I don't think there was one person. There's like, EPMD. I think it was two or three people in PM Dawn. Weren't they set adrift on memory bliss? Wasn't that PM Dawn? I might have looked that up. I think that's, t- I mean... I think that's technically hip-hop. I don't think I invented that. I mean, it's not like I just went to a different genre of music. I think PM Dawn counts as hip-hop, don't they? Oh, those brothers. PM Dawn? All right, no. all right who is it? This is EPMD. This is EPMD. Please listen to my demo. EPMD. Did it stand for something or not? Yeah, it stand for something. <laughs> so you don't know what it was? I don't know. Okay. This was before my time, but I know it was. I got you. EPMD, the Moody Blues, ACDC, Brian Adams, Stevie Nicks have all been on the show today. The UGK beat was great to start the hour. And for some reason, I thought of PM Dawn when I heard that song. Because uh, PM Dawn had one of the guys in PM Dawn was really large. Yeah. And one of the guys there sounded large and sounded Biggie-esque, but clearly not Biggie. Ah. You know what I mean? That little bit of just, I don't know. Sometimes you can hear the size. Right. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You can hear how big heavy somebody. Heavy breathing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You can hear somebody. Has the, 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 like, for instance, uh, in UGK, uh, Bun B. Big guy? Yeah, bigger guy. Because every time I hear him, I think it just sounds like a big dude. Just sounds like it's got that that big volume to it. Okay. All right. So Friday before Zay goes on his honeymoon, people have been giving him Cancun advice today. Jeff Ketchum just gave him a little advice, uh, and we certainly hope that Zay and his lovely wife have a great honeymoon. Uh, that is the first reason why today matters because he's about to go on his honeymoon. Let's hit that. I also want to hear what he thinks of the what, the Mavs deal last night. Let's go. Why today matters. Brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Yes, first off, Zay, first and foremost, I hope you guys have a great trip on the honeymoon. I, I'm all for vacations and people unplugging and getting away, but especially to people that bust their ass, and you do it every day. So you guys have a great time. Thank you for what you've done for the show. Thank you for keeping the show alive and me alive. And thank you. For, <laughs> it was, it's been a weird circumstance this last year or so and, and how things got started or whatever, but I thoroughly enjoy doing the show with you. So I hope you get all that you know energy replenishment and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I hope you guys have a great trip. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. I love my wife very much. I can't wait to spend quality time with her. And it's going to be nice to just unwind and come back ready for the football season yeah. better than ever. And, yeah, it's been a blast. I know you said, what, September 26th is our one year? That's the birthday. Okay. I, yeah, I figured September 26th. Yeah. yeah, that day's coming up faster than we think. So it's been great so far, and let's keep it rolling. I just thought you are, in a way, taking the perfect honeymoon time-wise because y'all have now gotten married, 
You lived together before or not? Oh yeah, we yeah. we lived together for about seven years. That's right. So you, oh my goodness. So you'd already knew you got along. Then you get married. Then now you know you can be married, and now you're going on your honeymoon. Because some people do the fresh thing on all of it. They go wedding night, get married. They've never lived together. Maybe they've even never had sex together, but let's just say they've never lived together. So they go from zero to having to spend every waking hour together, and they get on their honeymoon and might realize, oh my God. Oh no. I've made a total mistake. Yeah, you got to test drive the car before you buy it. Right? I decided to marry a guy that brushes his teeth like that, or I decided to marry a woman that screams those kind of things in the middle of the night, and I'm not even touching her. Like... You don't know all that stuff. You guys know everything. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Y'all have a great time in Cancun. Everybody that's going on vacation next week, have a great time. And if you did take next week off so you could link it up to the 4th of July, bravo. Bravo. That's what Zay and some of our guys get to do. I I didn't even know. I I wasn't looking at it like that. I was looking at, okay, babe, we got to do it after the finals. If we could do it after the NBA draft, yep. that'd be perfect. And it just lined up that you way. You timed like, it right. You know, I've I've hit you up about this way before oh, yeah. the bosses even gave us Monday and Tuesday off the 3rd and the 4th of July. I will say, of the four people that are off next week, the only one I can even kind of argue might have got in first is Craig, because he plans that stuff out That's true. way in advance. Yeah. But you're number two, I think. Okay, and I appreciate that. You're the second one I heard yeah, of. I'm, I'm not surprised Bucky Gobbo didn't tell you on his way out of B&E today. Oh, yeah, by the way, Chad, I will not be in next That's week. right. That's how it works. All right, so um, in terms of this June 23rd, uh, we'll hit a couple birthdays. But, Zay, I want you to tell me about the Mavs uh, and what they were able to do last night, that slight moving of picks. But Derek Eric Lively, the second from Duke, and then they get the cat out of Marquette. Feels like the Mavericks are trying to get a little size here in this draft. Do either one of these picks do anything for you? Yeah, I think they're both solid. You know, the Mavs went with what they needed, and they need a big man that could complement Luka. And if they sign Kyrie Irvin, back him too. Because remember, both of those guys are not good defenders. So when they get blown by, you need somebody there to block a few shots. Yeah, I can attest to everything you just said. They don't have that. They <laughs> no, haven't they had that at all. And Derek Lively, he's the next best shot blocker after Victor Wembanyama. So I get it, Mavs fans. His Duke stats, they aren't the best. But he was the number one player coming out of high school when he went to Duke. And then he got injured. And that slowed down his process. But he came along really strong in the postseason and in the couple of games that they had in the tournament. Derek Lively was terrific. And when you play with a guy like Luka, he doesn't have to be, you know, a Hakeem or Kareem or even Nikola Jokic type score. He doesn't have to be the back to the basket. We're gonna get we're gonna give you the ball and you're gonna run our offense. No, you got Luca for that. So mm. he's gonna be the guy that compliments Luca and maybe a Kyrie on pick and rolls. And what the Mavericks also did very well, they traded back and still got the guy they wanted. So they were originally at 10. They saved money by giving that pick to the Thunder, where they ended up taking Casey Wallace out of Kentucky, and they got the guy they wanted in Derek Lively at 12. So 
beautiful job because they're going to need that extra money if they want to re-sign Kyrie Irving. And I also like my man out of Marquette, Ovilar, uh, Ovile, excuse me, Maxi- Maxine Prosper? I don't know his name for sure, but Something he like was that, solid. Yeah. He was solid for Coach Saka Smart this past season at Marquette, 6'8". He could shoot it a little bit, really athletic, and he's a solid shot blocker, especially mm. for his size. So both of these guys, I think they're big picks. They're not wow guys. I'm not expecting any of these guys to be in Springfield, Massachusetts, and when their career is over in the Hall of Fame. But for what you have on the roster currently, it's solid picks. So I have a question for you as an NBA fan. It may not bug you like it bugs me. How is it that we're in 2023 and they can't get the big draft, their big draft issue right? Why can't they get the pick right at that moment? Why do we have the commissioner walk out and go, okay, I have a, a, a trade to announce, and he announces the trade from four picks ago. Then he says, all right, now the Mavericks pick, but everybody knows that it's going to another team. I can't stand that either. And we put another hat on. It's so and we stupid. Do. Zay, you know when the first time I bitched about that was? Chris Mim. Really? That's how long it's been going on. Chris Mim wore a Bulls hat that night. And he got taken by the Bulls. Well, there's a story he's going to get traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He ended up in Cleveland. Right. No pictures of him in a Cleveland hat because he was wearing the Bulls. It's so bizarre. The NFL nails it every time. They rarely screw that thing up. We have a, we have a trade, blah, 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 and they trade it to the Lions. And with that pick, the Lions pick, blah, and the guy wears a Lions hat. Right. And it makes total sense. Last night I was so confused. And then they doubled down on their stupidity. Because when you go look it up the next day, both ESPN.com and NBA.com still had the Mavs taking that initial guy at 10. Right. And still had Oklahoma City taking Lively at 12. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's stupid. It's so confusing. Yeah, I I can't stand it, but whatever. The NBA, they they hate change. You know all these professional sports. They hate change. Anything that's different, it takes arm and a leg to just get them to switch it to make it make sense but i'm with you it doesn't make sense and they need to get that right so bizarre all right before we get out of here on why today matters some birthdays for you longhorn fans your man lasalle thompson hits the 6-2 today one of the biggest big men the longhorns have ever had i think when he was done it was rebounding he led in all time I think some. I think it was James Thomas took it from him, but he had it when he left Texas. So happy birthday to LaSalle today, one of the best big men Texas has ever had. Also, if you're a Cowboys fan like me from back in the day, you know the name Tony Hill. Tony turned 67 today. I never knew this old school. Stanford for Tony Hill. Huh. My first number, 80. Drew was my 88. Tony Hill was my first 80. Okay. Those guys were badass, man. And some great froze in the late 70s, early oh, 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, those guys just wore incredible froze. Uh, also in the NFL, Kevin Dyson turns 48 today. Kevin went to Utah, a wide receiver, in one playoff run. He was the guy that caught the Music City Miracle from Frank Wycheck, and he's the guy that got tackled at the one-yard line. Wow. That Mike Jones brought down. So he was on the one side, the positive side and the negative side of two of the most famous moments in NFL history. Happy birthday to Kevin. Also, Zay, it's a happy birthday to the other LT. LaDainian Tomlinson is 44. I was looking up some of his stats. Just absolutely stupid, man. He's already in both Hall of Fames. Halls of Fame, I guess is how to say that. College and the pros. And at one point, I think it was early on in the somewhere in the TCU run, he had 406 at a game. Woo! 
Man. 406. At the time, it was a record. I think somebody's gotten it since then. He went 406. He was special, man. The yeah. San Diego days with Breeze and Phillip Rivers. He was absolutely special. The number one pick in fantasy football seen like every year. Like he was at San Diego and could just take a screen to the house, was great in between tackles, had the burst, had the shake. He had everything that you want in a running back. And, yeah, man, he's one of my favorite all time. I don't know what happened. What I've never heard the story of why he wasn't even looked at from the University of Texas. Maybe he was just That's that under, question, yeah. underrated coming out of the Waco area. But, whew. He was special. Yeah, that's one of those things I always wondered. Like, I mean, because I was on one side of it as an Aggie fan, like Longhorn and Aggie fans watching that dude, thinking, "Wait, he went to high school where? Yeah, in Waco." <laughs> and Baylor fans too, but back then specifically, Longhorn and Aggie fans had to be losing their minds. And by the way, when you're a certain age and you see a guy in a single digit as a running back. Some people think of Reggie Bush. I immediately think of LT. Right. He was the first guy I remember going single digit and making it look like that. And like you said, freaky out of the backfield, catching passes. He could run. He could do it all. He, to me, was the first Reggie Bush-like guy. And then Reggie might have taken it to another level, but he was the first one for me. Well, Reggie and him were pretty tight because, remember, Reggie Bush is from San Diego. Yeah. So when that Reggie, may be why he wore the number, too. It might have been Maybe. because when Reggie was coming out of high school, there's a clip where both of those guys, uh, LT is giving Reggie Bush tips. Like, I okay. like to do this. I like to do that because of, again, Reggie Bush being from the San Diego area. So those guys, they've always had a relationship. And, yeah, that might be the reason why he rocked five at Southern five. Cal. Yeah, that was it. The, the ori- maybe the original five there to get that whole thing started. Happy birthday to all those folks today. We hope you are having a good June 23rd. Stay cool out there. More hot temperatures coming. Up next, stems and seeds before we get out of here. And then we get you off the ball, don't lie, with Rod and Hart. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, just about to wrap it up on a Friday. Zay's about to head off to his honeymoon. We got four guys on vacation next week. Hope Bucky and Craig both have some good time off. Uh, Zay's going to head off to a honeymoon. Mike Harge. Mike Harge is being uh, baseball dad next week. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's going to go watch the kid in a tournament, I believe. Nice. So he's going to be having a little, he's going to be a little more tense than you will next week. You're going to be chilling on the beach, enjoying life. He's going to be uh, trying not to get thrown out by the umpire. Oh, I've seen Harge in the stands supporting his son before. He could get active. <laughs> he gets on it. Yeah, he could get real active. All right, Absolutely. I, I do not recognize this song, Zay. What do we got? This is DMX featuring the Locks and Mace. Brothers done started son, but instead of brothers, it's the end bomb. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) DMX, EPMD, the Moody Blues, ACDC, Brian Adams, Stevie Nicks. There's a that's quite a music festival right there. And the UGK beat to start the hour. We hope you're doing well uh, today. Stay cool out there. Before we get out of here, a couple things for you with Stems and Seeds, including updated seven on seven scores. And there's some good news for area teams. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. 
Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Uh, thanks to Dave Campbell's Texas Football for keeping this thing updated for us. How about this? Weiss wins their first game. Now, remember, this isn't it. you got three games in the round robin. you got to be first or second in the pool to get out. But Weiss won their first game. Round Rock won their first game, 26-13. Uh, elsewhere for area teams... Let's see. Vista Ridge did lose. Hightower beat Vista Ridge, so Vista Ridge going to need a win in that second game for sure. Other teams from our area, Westwood won barely 2019, but gets the win. Westlake uh, won their first game. And what's the other one? Lake Travis won big. 48-7 got through their first game. And I think Drip won as well. Yes, Drip won 32-6. Also, the team I missed earlier, and I apologize, is Buta Johnson, but I do not see a score on their first game. They played Cy Creek in their first game, so Buta Johnson there as well. Uh, Also, quick update on baseball. All-star game coming up in July. Julio Rodriguez is going to be in the Home Run Derby. He finished second to Juan Soto last year. He has said he will go. They're doing it in Seattle, so Home Run Derby. His own ballpark. Uh, he was a big part of last year's, uh, why it was so cool. So he is going to be in this year's version. I believe it's the 11th. That Tuesday, the 11th, is the MLB All-Star Game. Yo, he's one of the best young players in the league. He's solid. Oh, he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he is incredible. All right, Zay, so last night we talked about some of these different guys uh, that got drafted. It all started with Victor Wimbenyama. Uh, we talked a little bit about, um, obviously, the, the Thompson brothers, but we didn't get into the two and three pick. We, we talked a little Brandon Miller, I guess, with Charlotte. Scoot Henderson to Portland. What do you think now happens with Portland, Damian Lillard? What what does the plan feel like to you? Yeah, they said Damian Lillard in a couple of weeks. He's going to kind of feel things out on what he wants to do with his career, whether he's going to ask for a trade or he wants to stay in Portland and see what happens with Scoot Henderson. I mean, the Trailblazers, they had no choice. With the Hornets taking Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson was the next best player. It's just their so many guards in Portland right now from Anthony Simons to Shaden Sharp who they drafted last year around 6 or 7 who has tremendous upside coming out of Canada you know that Damian Lillard doesn't have many years left with him being around 33 and all the miles on him so and it's, it's interesting I definitely keep an eye out on what's going to happen in Portland I think they should start over and start with hmm. Scoot Henderson and Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp trade Damian Lillard, get a whole bunch for him, and see what happens. But Damian Lillard, he is the Portland Trailblazers. That would be very hard to do. Somebody texted us, I know Rice signed a two-way deal with the Spurs. Any word on Carr, Allen, and everyone else? Yes. Serge Jabari Rice, San Antonio. You mentioned it. Marcus Carr, Phoenix. Going to get a shot with them. I don't think he's got a two-way deal, though. Not a two-way, no. But a shot with the Summer League team, maybe. We'll see. And then Timmy Allen, Memphis, just Summer League. Same. Yeah. The two-way is only Rice. Uh, So keep that in mind. Rod and Harge coming up. Mike Harge you'll be leaning today headed towards vacation zay have a great time on your honeymoon thanks chad see y'all the 5th of july oh my god the 5th of july that's crazy he's gonna stay safe till then y'all stay safe until you know monday see ya